Hello there guys and welcome back to the uh, Infernal Symphony Pestilence podcast with me your host Demonic Bishop and leader of the Infernal Symphony solo project band whatever you want to call it from the UK. Thank you so much everyone to those of you who have joined us for this um, unprecedented second season. We are up to episode three at this point which is of course the September edition of the podcast. Thank you so much for all of the incredible support you have uh, showered upon me for this podcast so far. Um, I know we, we got off to quite a good start with the first season way back in 2019 and we did take a year off for reasons that have already been explained but it is great to be back as I always say at the start of these podcasts. It's always brilliant to recognise the incredible, incredible support that you guys give. Um, but uh, you're not here to talk about me uh, glabbering over you guys. You're here to listen to what we're going to be talking about on this month's edition of the podcast. So um, um, I'm really, really glad to say, guys, we do have some fantastic, incredible things we're going to be talking about today. Um, I mentioned a few of those at the tail end of last month's um, edition of the podcast. If you did miss that episode, please, I urge you to go back and check it out because you would definitely love it. Um So this month we're going to be talking about numerous incredible varied subjects, Um, mainly the the most of which I suppose is probably something you've been sick to death of hearing about over the past 18 months, but I haven't really given um, much of my take on it yet, which is of course the coronavirus pandemic and uh, basically some of my personal experiences in terms of uh, trying to get hold of a vaccine and some of the opinions of those around me regarding uh, their take on the vaccine, some of the conspiracy theories going around about it. and not so much because I think it's a hot-button issue, because, of course, we're sort of at the tail end of it now. But there are certain things that I would like to touch upon about it, and it also does, um, in some ways, link up to my music as well. Um, because I have actually um, d- um, fini- fully finished recording the second of my post-Digital Audio Workstation Upgrade albums, which I've been non-stop yabbering about for the past couple of months. So, yes, the upcoming album is finally finished re- writing and recording, guys. I may or may not reveal some details about it um including the uh, name of the uh, album later on in the podcast so stick around for that um i believe that at this stage we're not going to be going into a full deep dive on the specifics of the album until it is released which i i do believe is going to actually be in october so stay tuned next month as well for the full information on the album including the song uh, titles the style of the music i might even play a few tracks of that uh, on next month's episode as well but you never know i might do a sneaky uh, preview of one of the tracks here today as well so all of that and more in store to come for you guys so thank you so much for coming and listening um if any of you would like to check out any of my previously released music it is available at infernalsymphonyuk.bandcamp.com also head over onto our twitch at twitch.tv forward slash infernal symphony i've uh, been playing a lot more of um some of my favorite games just lately i've been getting some really really nice things going on on twitch um obviously time permitting it can sometimes be a struggle for me to uh, provide commentary on those depending on what time of the day um i have enough <laughs> spare time to be able to twitch stream because of course i do live in a share household at the moment and that is actually quite a major life circumstance of mine which i haven't actually explained in much detail yet either on the podcast so that might be something else for me to go over as well so yes lots of stuff in store guys thank you so much for uh, coming and uh, checking us out once again um all of that and more coming up in just a sec 
Alright then guys, so as ever, I don't really have much of a plan um, with regard to how this episode of the podcast is going to unfold. Suffice to say, it's going to be a nice interesting journey of discovery for me and for you guys as well. So, uh, so it's, it's funny actually, I was doing a little thinking on the walk up here, because I'm again recording this at work today, and I was thinking about death which is probably not the most ideal thing to start a podcast off with. But having said that, you know, this is a uh, avant-garde black metal, uh, m- you know, solo project podcast. So, you know, you kind of, uh, this is what you uh, you get when you come to these sorts of things, guys. So, you know, if uh, that sort of thing doesn't really uh, inspire you, then I'm sorry, but it's kind of your own fault. <laughs> but I was thinking about it a lot, and it reminded me of a quote that I heard from David Mustaine many, many years ago, which, of course, he probably actually said, you know, decades before that. But um, I'm going to butcher the actual quote as well. But from what I remember, I remember him uh, being questioned about, you know, whether he was scared of dying in an interview with MTV or something. And he pretty much said um, he's not afraid of death. Um, He actually thinks that without death, life would be meaningless. And to be quite honest with you, I, you know, that is something that once I heard it, it really, really did resonate with me because it's pretty much sums up my thoughts on it um, in general, really. And of course, it is a topic that has been on most of our collective minds quite uh, significantly and certainly a lot more than normal over the past 18 months or so, given the fact that we have had so many tragic fatalities, not only in the metal community, but just in the uh, world at large due to the coronavirus pandemic. It has really ravaged us as a species and it is... Just another, you know, important reminder, guys, that life is truly what you make of it and you do need to make the most of every second that you are on this earth. That is especially pertinent sentiment to me, given that I am, of course, as I frequently point out, an atheist and a naturalist. So, you know, there's no supernatural for me. There's, uh, you know, no afterlife. You know, for those sorts of things, you do definitely need proof of it. And without it, it's basically just pipe dreams, really. So... Um, yeah, I do uh, sort of appreciate and recognise that those sorts of things can be comforting to people, uh, particularly people who have not got the strongest state of mind or are, you know, perhaps going through some tragedy or trauma of their own. And I do get that. I do understand that it is quite a, a useful, helpful, in, in, in many circumstances, positive crutch that people can sort of rest upon to help them out in times of uh, need and dire tragedy. Having said that, um, you know, I've gone through some of those things myself as well, and I've never let it stop me. I've always kept logic and reason at the forefront of my mind, no matter what trials and tribulations I've been going through in my personal life throughout the years. And that isn't really, you know, that isn't me saying that to make myself appear amazing and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, sling everyone else through the mud. It's, it's just one of those things. This is personally how I prefer to view the world, and it is the way that I would, you know, prefer it to be if many other people viewed the world in uh, through that sort of lens as well because you know i think once you start allowing um you know sort of how do i phrase this um once you start letting into your subconscious um some of the uh, things which are questionable in terms of whether they are real or not you know like i say i always have a, a massive issue with all these sorts of things whether it's a supernatural whether it's with um you know conspiracy theories is another thing you know questionable proof about many of those uh religion um afterlife all of these kinds of things um you know it's it's a slippery slope really, really once you let one into your mind and you take it at face value and don't really bother questioning it and just accept it as fact without digging any deeper that opens the door for you to believe more of this guff in the future and this is you know the sort of 
horrible thinking which unfortunately does lead to some of the major problems we are facing in today's modern society with regards to people being science deniers, anti-vaxxers, you know, people, I mean, fair play, I do understand when people question the government because I am one of those as well. I don't think we can trust the government in any way, shape or form as far as we can throw them which is obviously quite a, a good exception to the general rule. But uh, I think you, 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 know, you understand what I'm saying, guys. This is the sort of thing that leads people to become flat earthers and basically it just spreads stupidity and ignorance. And not only that, it's the sort of stupidity and ignorance which leads to something called the Dunning-Kruger effect. And for those of you who aren't aware of what that is, it is essentially a, uh, an effect that it basically describes people who believe that they know they're complete know-it-alls about a given subject and in actual fact they're completely wrong about everything um it's just such a misplaced sense of confidence regarding uh, um sort of knowledge on a given subject and usually that does apply to like i say some of these most important issues with regard to religion it's the reason you have a lot of uh, religious leaders um you know and uh, people lobbying in america for example to have uh you know sort of spread their religious doctrine onto the general masses including those that don't believe in their particular religion and or people who don't believe in any religion whatsoever it's also part of the reason why a lot of atheists and uh, you know people other than christians are basically in some mild forms persecuted in america and other places of the globe it just leads to a whole lot of you know terrible problems which um, you know humanity and life in general has enough of those as it is and we could certainly do without more so that's why not only do i take a stand against religion and all forms of organized religion but also against stupidity and ignorance in general and that's why i would always advocate for people to you know really think before you say things do your research um and you know stop spouting your absolute garbage at people just because it's your opinion because you know opinions are like assholes we've all got one and uh following that logic so do i because i have a podcast and this is what my podcast is used for is for spouting off my own opinions as well so you know who knows feel free to ignore me as well but uh sorry guys that was a bit of a uh, impromptu rant which i just had to get off my chest because it does relate to one of the major topics we're going to be talking about today which is of course um anti-vaxxers and the coronavirus pandemic so i'm going to save even more of that juicy stuff for a little bit later on um so now i've got that off my chest i do feel a little bit more comfortable in talking about some of the other things i have planned for this month as well so let me just grab a quick sip of coffee and i will be straight back thank you so much guys In fact, actually, scratch that, guys. I've just listened back to what I said, and it's actually reminded me of a lot of things that I did want to go over following that as well. Regarding some of the stuff that uh, religious people and obviously religious leaders do, uh, not only in America, but across the globe, even here in the UK, it really just it really does grind my gears. You know, the fact that just because you have a personal belief or some sort of personal experience in something that you can't prove and nobody else can as well, you then decide that it is a great idea for you to not only persecute people who don't agree with you, but also uh, lobby for certain things uh, with regard to politics and you know even lawmaking policies that affect not just you, but everyone um, in a given area. It really does just infuriate me, and that's the sort of stuff that... You know, because we don't allow, um, you know, we don't allow proof of the supernatural or God in courtrooms. You know, we don't believe this sort of stuff at face value, or at least, uh, you know, those of us who actually 
have more than two brain cells don't anyway. So it really is just an awful, terrible thing that uh, really does frustrate me about humanity in general. And maybe that's what's at fault, really. Maybe it isn't the fact that, you know, religions themselves exist. exist. Maybe it's just the fact that there are just a whole host of stupid idiots out there. Um, and uh, what's the solution to that? I have no idea. I'm certainly not going to advocate for anything, uh, you know, that we may have seen over the past hundred years or so with regard to uh, certain uh, wars. So that is definitely not the sort of thing I would advocate for. What I would advocate for is better education, um, equal opportunities for students in terms of, um, you know, having access to not only a wide variety of different things they can learn, but also being uh, gently nudged in the direction of science because, you know, it is one of those things that it is really the best that we have got. And it isn't perfect, you know, our understanding and our scientific knowledge certainly isn't the be-all, end-all, but it is certainly a hell of a lot better. I mean, it's the reason that we've built things, it's the reason we've got vaccines, it's the reason that we can save so many lives these days in terms of not only medical equipment, but also with knowledge regarding dietary uh, needs, um, you know, the way we can produce uh, certain, you know, vaccines and medicines that help people and, you know, all this sort of stuff. You know, everything from flying to space to, uh, you know, the shade in your back garden is basically all a result of science and logical thinking. And that is, you know, there's no better reason than that for that to be the most important thing in your life in terms of um, looking at the world, trying to understand it and trying to figure out how to fix some of the problems that we face as a society. So, you know, you can't turn to God for that. God will definitely not give you the answers that you're looking for, except potentially on a personal level. You know, but he's you know he's not certainly not going to help you find your car keys. You know, let alone uh, you know make sure that you have a decent life in general. And obviously, it's just one of those things. It really does frustrate me the fact that you know you have people that are literally dying in hospital wards, and when they're saved, um, you know, when when the doctors actually do resuscitate them or you know um, you know save their life in general, you have people saying, oh yeah, thank God, you know, thank God for saving this poor man's life and it's like no the doctors did that they're the ones that have spent 25 years studying and perfecting their craft in universities that you are never going to touch in a million years because you are not on their level so you know it's just such a disgrace to attribute all the good things to god and then obviously whenever any of the bad things happen you know when a tsunami wipes out loads of starving african people you know oh that wasn't god you know that was uh, just uh, nature well yeah well fuck you <laughs> Oh man, what I don't—I I really don't understand why I've got such a bee in my bonnet today. But um, yeah, I'll tell you what, guys. Um, I don't know if this is a particularly interesting or nice, particularly to listen to. But I, I'll tell you what—it does half feel good to get it off my chest. Right. So, um, following on from that, speaking of vaccines, let's move swiftly on into that subject as well. So, as I did briefly mention earlier. Um, vaccines have been a topic on everyone's minds lately, particularly mine, because I'm still at, at, at the moment of recording this yet to have either of my two proposed uh, coronavirus vaccines. Um, this is a twofold problem, basically. The first of which is due to the incompetency of the government, because in the area that I live in at the moment, all of the GP surgeries are not accepting new patients unless they have a photographic ID. And with me working 40 hours a week and still having no money to my name due to the ludicrous prices of, uh, you know, gas bills and so on and so forth, I basically still have no money. I'm pretty much breaking even every month and really in debt, so... 
It is a terrible, terrible circumstance I'm facing at the moment because not only can I not get out of the hole that I'm stuck in, but I also cannot get a vaccine because I cannot afford to get a passport or driving license in order to prove my own identity to uh, register at GPs. Um, we don't have this sort of problem in other areas of the UK. You know, Scotland and Ireland are perfectly well and good because, you know, if you're just somebody who perhaps doesn't have much of an ID, same as me, you can just walk straight into any of your local GPs or even just go on the website and spend five minutes filling in the form and you will basically get, um, you know, you will get your own appointment basically scheduled for you and you will be able to get your vaccine with little to no problem whatsoever. That particular thing doesn't apply in England because in England we have an absolutely ridiculous government which decides that the best way to do it is only through a GP and only through a GP only. So, you know, I'm pretty much stuffed basically. So, um, not that, you know, the, 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 the actual virus itself is much of a massive concern for me at this stage. Of course, 18 months ago when none of us really knew what it was that we were dealing with, it was a lot more scary. I can completely admit to being very, very worried at certain stages, particularly during the first lockdown. So, um, But obviously now we have a bit more of an idea what we're dealing with. And although the virus is mutating and we are getting different variants of the virus, they all seem that like they are still covered by the, uh, you know, the existing vaccines. As far as uh, the science goes, that is what it seems to point to. So um, I'm definitely not one to listen to rumour or, you know, some of the uh, hearsay from other people in the spectrum. You know, if it's if the science says yes, then I will agree. And if it doesn't, I will disagree. Um, that's pretty much my take on it. That said, um, also because of the uh, coronavirus pandemic, what basically it resulted in was not only my wages going down because of the furlough, you know, the reduced pay due to not being at work. Um, obviously, the government... You know, to give them a small modicum of credit, did subsidise people's wages as they did in most other places of the globe. So, of course, that isn't much to uh, shout shout about. But uh, um, you know, you look at places like America and the UK, and our governments did a horrendous job of containing the pandemic, taking the complete wrong course of action in the initial stages, trying to create herd immunity as if that's going to work. Um, so that was an absolute balls up from the start. Um, but they did pay people's wages, but unfortunately it was only at a 70% rate here in England. So what that resulted in was me taking home about two-thirds of my normal pay, which of course resulted in me getting behind on rent payments. Um, and luckily at the time, me and my girlfriend Shan did have a very good landlord who was very understanding um, in, you know, in that sort of regard. However, it did get to a point where it was actually financially difficult for him as well, and he could only do so much. He could only stretch so far. So, um, and also there was problems with our in-laws as well because they were facing basically their home being taken away because they couldn't keep up the mortgage payments as well. With his, uh, you know, with um, my girlfriend's dad being the main sole breadwinner, he was um, he's basically a self-employed builder. And obviously there was no work for him to do because everyone was too scared to allow people into their homes to do that kind of work for a good chunk of last year and the start of this year. So what it basically resulted in, um, amongst other factors, was immediately after Christmas last year, they moved in with us for a couple of months to try and all save up some money so that they could get themselves back on their feet and we could figure out what our next plan of action was as well. Cut a long story short, what it resulted in is our landlord decided to sell the property that we were renting, so we ended up moving in with our in-laws instead. 
Um, so at this stage, me and Chantelle live and share a household with our in-laws, which comes with its own host of problems, I'm not going to lie, but obviously there are brilliant benefits to it as well, and it is really nice to see them. They are brilliant people. But it certainly is different to what we were used to, so that is quite a massive uh, strain on uh, just just daily life in general at the moment as well, in terms of finances and other factors. So, yeah, that is quite a, a you know, negative and, and painful um, kind of fallout from this pandemic that hits me on a personal level it does mean it's difficult to get even more time for things such as twitch streams and you know writing music and recording music and just generally chilling out as well it is very very difficult um, more so than it was already so that has certainly impacted the way i do things it is partially the reason why there aren't quite as many albums coming out on a very consistent basis these days i tend to you know i'm still trying to get at least two or three out um every six months or so which is obviously still a far far greater number than pretty much 99.9 percent of other bands out there but i did think it was something that was worth pointing out to you guys because it is something that does affect me personally and if nothing else this is you know a very, really good safe space for me to talk and speak my mind about things that are on my mind and you know things that you know apply to me but potentially they may you know strike a chord and resonate with you guys as well so if they do Please feel free to send in your voice messages or email me. Um, you can send in your voice messages to the podcast at anchor.fm forward slash Infernal Symphony. Alternatively, message me in any way you can get hold of me um, and I will do my best to talk about what things are on your minds as well because this podcast, as I keep on saying, isn't just about me. It's about all of you guys as well because my fans are the biggest thing going for me um, in terms of my music. So thank you so much for your support, guys. Also as well, while I'm on the subject, head to Linktree. Um, so that is L-I-N-K-T-R dot double E forward slash Infernal Symphony where you can get all of the links to all of the band's um, numerous social media places. You can also pay a small donation to help us out in our dire time and um, I can either send you personal video messages or you can also request a one-off bespoke song which I will write and record for you with your own unique song title of your choosing um, that is available for nobody else but you. So, um, you know, that's always a good thing to look at, guys. If you like my music and you like more of it and you'd like a very, you know, specific and uh, personal, you know, unique treasure, all of your own, that is a great thing to look at as well. So, to move on to the next topic that I spoke about earlier with regard to vaccines and conspiracy theories. Um, Naming no names, basically because of the situation we are facing at the moment, me and Shan, and where we are living at the moment... We are actually, um, at the moment, living with someone who is more or less a, uh, how shall I say this, basically a anti-vaxxer more or less, even despite the fact that they've already had 50% of the vaccine already. So, um, so yeah, that's a bit of a weird outlook to have. Um, I'm not going to go into too much more detail than that, um, just for um, privacy reasons. But it is kind of a strange topic to be talking about. And, you know, the fact that the same sort of people who go on about the efficacy and safety of vaccines are the same people who have had probably 20 to 30 vaccines over the course of their life when it, you know, when it comes to going abroad on holiday or, you know, you've, you've taken pills from the doctor for numerous things over the years, not applying to any one particular person in general, just, you know, just speaking about just the population at large, you know, 
It's all well and good when you've got a headache, you decide to take some paracetamol, or you know your baby is coming down with a very, very rare form of the flu, so you decide to get a vaccine for that. Yeah, it's all well and good for that. But when it's something that does actively impact and affect lives, and it does save lives on a global scale, it's completely guaranteed by the science and by the facts, and yet it's more convenient for you to deny it because you have your own you know, reservations about it. And I do get that people are going to have reservations about anything like this that is completely out of the ordinary, like a pandemic, you know. But I always look at it from this perspective, you know. This isn't the first time, as a species, we have faced this sort of uh, problem, you know. Um, There's been, more or less, on average, at least one major global pandemic that has been disastrous, uh, at least once every century for hundreds of years now. So this is not exactly a new thing, if you look at it in the grand scheme of things. And this is one major reason why history has always been a very, very important uh, interest of mine, because it is not only interesting in its own right, but it is amazing in terms of educating us. You know, I'm always a big proponent of learning the lessons of the past to improve your future. And, you know, you've just got to look at uh, when vaccines were created. You know, the first vaccines were even worse than the ones today, and they still saved millions upon millions of lives. Um... So, you know, there's absolutely no reason why it can't do that again. Just because this is a slightly different virus and the vaccine takes a slightly different form to some of those in the past, that is absolutely no reason to be questioning the safety of it. Um, In actual fact, I am incredibly disappointed I haven't had any of my vaccines yet because I certainly do want them. Um, I've got no reservations whatsoever. I have complete faith in the science. And it isn't blind faith like those of religion or anti-vaxxers. It is the kind of faith that is backed up by um research by education and by card hold you know cold hard facts and uh you know the scientific papers i always look into the actual truth of the matter i don't sort of look too much into the media or any sort of media articles that come out there that try to scaremonger or create bluster it's all about the, the the stone cold facts for me you know all you've got to do is do a quick little google search for some of the scientific papers on not only the um, efficacy of vaccines in general, but also the specifics of the coronavirus vaccine, and uh, you know, you know, pick whichever manufacturer you like. All you've got to do is spend five to ten minutes doing a quick little Google search. Um, you know, you can find those papers out there. They are recognised scientific papers. They are basically the gold standard in terms of uh, proof. Um, so, you know, if you don't believe that, then there's no hope for you, essentially. You may as well be a flat earther. Um, so there we go. So, yeah, so it is a kind of a weird situation we're facing at the moment. It certainly does bring its up, up its own host of problems. But uh, I'm sorry to be a bit of a Debbie Downer this podcast as well, guys. I just really had a lot of stuff this month to get off my chest. So thank you for, very much for putting up with this and bearing with me. There are some more interesting things coming up later on in the show. We do still have about 20 minutes or so of it left. So I'm going to swiftly move on now. I think it's um, I've had quite enough time um, sort of ranting. So let's move on to some other stuff that we have in store for you this month. And I will see you very, very shortly. All right then, guys. So it's time to swiftly move on and make this podcast episode slightly more positive. Um, because um, now that we've talked about all the other things that was on my chest earlier, including uh, coronavirus uh, conspiracy theories, I honestly can't believe how crazy some of these are. You know, the people that literally run around and just literally believe that, you know, Bill Gates is is trying to spy on them through a microchip via a vaccine. I mean, you can't get any more ridiculous than that, can you really? I mean, literal science fiction writers who get paid uh, to sell books written about this stuff don't even come up with stuff as crazy as that. 
I mean, to be fair as well, if Bill Gates was going to spy on us, he'd just do it through Windows, wouldn't he? I mean, why spend all that extra money on developing microchips and putting them into every vaccine from every manufacturer all across the globe when you've pretty much got 90% of the world already connected up into that same system via either Alexa from Apple or, you know, um, from, uh, you know, Windows via Microsoft. So, I don't know. I think there's always a pretty easy way of picking apart conspiracy theories. It doesn't take much, does it? Um... But uh, there you go, I suppose if you're a certain kind of individual, you've got very, very low standards of evidence, that's the sort of thing you're going to take uh, at face value. But there we go, I digress. Um, so, now that we've got all the stupid stuff out of the way, let's get to something that's actually a little bit more interesting and potentially a little bit more eye-opening, shall we? Namely, Infernal Symphony's music, because yes, that is the main reason, or at least I believe, we're all here for. So... Speaking of which, as I mentioned earlier, I did allude to this and I have been talking about this particular thing for several months on end now. So you can probably guess and imagine already that I'm going to be talking about the upcoming brand new studio album from Infernal Symphony, which I am about to reveal the for the very first time the title of. Alright then guys, so... This is going to be, um, just before I do reveal the title, I'm going to just quickly mention a couple of interesting facts about the album. So I have been writing this particular piece of work for about three months or so now. And I'll tell you what, it has been an incredibly enjoyable and very fun experience. Um, um, Obviously it was a little rocky uh, initially with the first album I tried using this new setup called Columns of Deformity. You may have heard me mention it once or twice already. Um, but obviously, as, as, as with anything new in any new process, whether it's creating music or anything really, um, it always takes time to get the most out of uh, any new venture um, or any new process you're attempting. And um, same goes for this as well, really. It's taken me a little while to learn the ins and outs of some of the uh, software, different kinds of software I'm using. And obviously, I'm nowhere near a master of it yet. But um, I think anyone who listens to this album who's already familiar with Columns of Deformity will certainly notice some much-needed improvements over the past album. Uh, Namely, not only just in terms of the production itself and the clarity of the sound, the quality of the sound, but also in terms of the actual songwriting as well. Obviously, with this being entirely composed on a mobile phone, same as the other uh, album, and quite likely, more than likely, most of the other albums I come out with over the next couple of years as well, unless my uh, financial situation improves, um, it's obviously going to be limited in some respects compared to a traditional, fully blown, you know, professional, extremely financially uh, draining setup. But nevertheless, I'm pretty confident, particularly compared to other stuff I've used in the past, that uh, this particular um, software I'm using is going to enable me to create some of the best quality and best sounding music I have ever made to date in more than five, six years of writing my own material. So that alone is good enough reason to uh, give this new album a try. The other thing is I've experimented yet again and once again with some even you know, even more unlikely and different sounds and styles. Um, in particular, I've taken some of the, uh, you know, the benefit of some of the knowledge and uh, things that I learned with some of my previous albums over the past couple of years. In particular, uh, not only the Dungeon Synth, but also some of the Synthwave albums I've made as well. And I've essentially tried to do my best to... Um, sort of implement uh, some of the sounds from those styles of albums alongside my traditional and old school death slash black metal uh, music. So in other words, you're going to have a very, very varied and incredibly awesome um, mix of different sounds, which is going to kind of encompass not only black metal and death metal and all of the other different styles of metal that I normally do, 
but um, it should hopefully also uh, evoke a bit of an industrial sort of sound. Um, so it's one of those things, really. Um, it really should hopefully be an incredibly good album. So I'm just going to quickly go onto my Bandcamp to see if I can get one of the songs available as well, so I can kind of play that for you very shortly. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a fantastically amazing album. It has touches of progressive metal in there, deathcore even. It takes inspiration from such bands as Kraftwerk, Ramstein, Morbid Angel, 80 synth soundtracks, industrial rock, trap metal even. Because as the name is about to suggest to you, this does have a bit of a sci-fi theme to it as well. So without further ado or any more beating around the bush... I can hear and officially for the very first time reveal the brand new Infernal Symphony album and the title of which the 21st album I've made. And it is, guys, it is called Horrific Synthesis. So uh, make of that what you will. Hopefully that should give you some sort of idea as to the sound of the album. But fear not, because in a few short minutes I will be playing you a track from this very same album so you can judge for yourself how it sounds. So I'm extremely excited about it, guys. Um, if you would like to listen to the album um, when it comes out, then of course remember that it can only be listened to at our Infernal Symphony Bandcamp page, which is of course infernalsymphonyuk.bandcamp.com. So it should be available for listening, download, um, well free listening and um, streaming as well as obviously purchase as well. So obviously some of the, um, the specifics, for example, in terms of uh, the amount of tracks, the names of the tracks, the pricing of the album and the release date are all... Uh, Oncoming um, pretty much imminently really because I'm probably going to be doing a big promotional push for the album around about uh, a couple of days to a week after the date of this podcast being released. So if you're one of the very first to uh, hear the news then I think yourselves lucky but you're in a very very select um, elite group um, because I haven't actually um, announced the name of the album or anything else to the general masses on the Facebook page yet so um keep posted guys because we will be playing a uh, the very first and a very very exciting sneak preview track from the album in uh, a couple of minutes um so um that is going to be fantastic hopefully you guys have enjoyed the podcast and uh, you know <laughs> me being a bit of a sneaky bastard and leaving it right until the end until you can get to listen to it Hopefully you uh, got on board with that a little bit. It wasn't too frustrating for you. Nevertheless, I am extremely, extremely happy and really, really surprised with how good the results of this album are. And obviously you guys should be able to see that for yourself in a couple of minutes as well. So um, thank you very much, guys, for listening to the podcast and sticking around. Um, It was a really, really interesting and fun album to make, as I've already said. Um, It's obviously the second time I've attempted to make an album using this brand new process to me. And of course, although I have been writing and creating music for many years now, I mean, I've been playing bass since I was 15 years old, so it's been almost, you know, 15 years, essentially, that music has entirely consumed my life. But um, I really have enjoyed the process, and I I think that um, it's going to be a really, really nice album. It's going to sort of um, showcase me spreading my wings somewhat, which is something I've been trying to do, as I've mentioned, numerous, numerous times, because it has just really been a massive struggle over the years to try and get to get to a stage where I am comfortable and confident with not only uh, my own abilities at writing and songcraft and uh, lyric writing and all that sort of stuff, but it has also just been a challenge just to, you know, on this shoestring budget that I have to try and, you know... I've, I mean, I've always tried to make the best of every bad situation, but I am at a stage now where I'm beginning to become... 
as comfortable as possible in terms of you know what I'm working with and how my working process has developed over the years. Um, so without any uh, further ado, I'm going to be revealing the track now for you. So the track I'm about to play is um, basically the second track on the album. Um, it's a four and a half minute long incredible extravaganza of black metal and all of the unique um, sounds to this album. Um, Horrific Synthesis is basically inspired by some of my earlier works in some ways. For example, any of you who have been long-term fans may remember the album Cease to Exist, which was the first Dungeon Synth album I attempted. And that was a brilliant album that was sort of inspired by um, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, the incredible short story which later uh, got made into a 90s adventure game. So... Um, you know, taking some of those uh, feelings and uh, themes of sort of uh, internal conflict, um, incredible emotional distress, uh, damnation, um, and obviously the oncoming threat of ever-advancing technology. Those are some of the themes that that album uh, sort of described, and it's some of the some of those themes sort of apply to this album as well. Um, essentially, I really do think that you're going to love this. Um, this album is pretty much a incredibly amazing affair basically guys it uh, it has a very very much so um well the, the the sort of um the atmosphere it creates is pretty intense to be honest with you um it kind of has the sort of sensation that the rails could come off at pretty much any moment um which is something i really wanted to employ to kind of give it a very paranoid sort of feeling to it when you're listening to it but i'm, I'm going to stop talking about it now i'm going to stop just sort of blathering and give you a natural taste of the album itself so you can actually hear it. So, without any further ado, guys, this is track number two off of the brand new upcoming Inferno Symphony 21st studio album, Horrific Synthesis. This track is entitled, uh, oh god, what's it called? <laughs> Endless Craving, that's what it's called. Sorry, I've only just finished writing the album, guys, literally a couple of days ago. So, some of the names and stuff are a little bit, uh, I kind of get mixed up still until it's, until it's been around and, you know, it's been sat in the ether for a while. And it's been released for a little while. It does take me a while to memorise some of the songs and stuff because of just the sheer amount of them that I've created over the years in such a short span of time. So anyway, guys, the song is called Endless Craving. I am supremely proud of it. I really hope you guys enjoy it. And this is a special thank you to those of you who have listened to the podcast um, because obviously you've proven yourself to be the most ardent fans and that's the reason why you guys get the scoop on this sort of stuff before anyone else. So without any more blathering um this is track number two from the new album called endless craving
So there we have it, guys. Your very first taste of my brand new upcoming studio album, the 21st of which, and that is hopefully going to be revealed in the next week or so, and you should be able to find out the release date and be able to purchase it at some stage in October. So, uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening to that, guys. Hopefully you really enjoyed it. It's a little bit of a shame in some respects because it's only after just doing this now that I've only just realised that the podcast app that I'm using actually severely hampers and butchers the audio quality. So all of those audio and production um, sort of advancements that I was talking about, it didn't really give off the best impression of it, if I'm being brutally honest. So um, if you'd like to check out the incredibly amazing full quality version please head to the Bandcamp as soon as the album's released obviously as you know for those of you who use Bandcamp quite frequently you can download the actual album itself in numerous incredible formats including lossless formats as well so you know that didn't really do it full justice unfortunately but uh, there you go I suppose that's what happens when you get a sneak preview uh, before the album has even been revealed properly so but there you go guys hopefully that was enough to whet your appetite for what's to come um there's also loads of other incredible things in store with this upcoming album hopefully that gave you a little bit of a taste of some of the new approaches i've been taking first of which um you know the most obvious of which is probably the new synths i've used and obviously the vocals as well which i've talked about heavily over the past couple of months because that is a brand new absolutely brand new thing to infernal symphony it's a very very new factor in uh, some of my upcoming new music so i'm really really uh, proud of that i'm really happy about the way it's come out despite what you may have heard there um so obviously as you uh, can imagine the title of the album is horrific synthesis so that, of course that does allude to uh, the new kinds of synthesized sounds and effects on there i've actually uh, really been experimenting just lately with um sort of unusual approaches i could take um infernal symphony's brand of metal in and i thought what's the most extreme offensive thing i could do beyond sort of uh, enraging um, christians and of course it was introducing um aspects of different sounds to the music that is as far away from metal as possible so of course that's why i've tried to include a couple of like trap metal synth sounds um some samples all this sort of stuff that you don't typically see in this brand of uh, ex- extreme death and black metal um so obviously you now if there's any dead uh, you know true black metal fans out there they're going to be spinning in their graves um and i'm loving every second of it to be fair because this is uh, this is the uh, you know this basically sums up the um motto of inferno symphony you know we there is no rules we we, we break rules we're non-conformist um we just do things our own way so um i thought it'd be an interesting way to uh, spruce up and freshen up the album compared to past releases of course if you've made over 20 albums in the span of less than five years it does become harder and harder to keep things fresh and keep things exciting and give uh, you know folks like you reason to check out the new stuff so yeah this is the form it's taken um, as for lyrical inspiration, of course, this particular song, um, it sort of harkens back to a few, um, I would say, regular Infernal Symphony lyrical themes or musical themes. In um, So, for example, the some of the stuff that we've talked about in this song, um, Endless Craving, it, it sort of refers to the endless search for life and meaning for life. Um, and, of course, you know, it references things like um, matter that we're made from. And uh, it basically sort of talks about the... The weird correlation between humanity, science, and religion, and meaningful life, basically. Um, um, and it's it's obviously quite a dark and grim tale. Um, hopefully you enjoyed my vocals on there. Again, you're not really getting the best sort of... Uh, 
um, taster of them. So, as I say, search for the album on Bandcamp as soon as it comes out. You'll get the full impression there. But hopefully, um, I really do think you enjoyed that because I certainly enjoyed listening to it again and, of course, you know, writing it in the first place. So... Thank you so much, guys, for all of your support. Hopefully that was a nice little uh, taster for you. Um, There's always the chance I may play more of the songs from the album on next month's edition of the podcast. It depends, you know, it remains to be seen how I feel about the audio quality there. So, um, you know, we'll have to see. But uh, having said that, we have unfortunately reached the end of this month's edition of the podcast. So hopefully you really um, enjoyed that, guys. I certainly did. It's been a fantastic month. And it can only get better from here because, of course, of the release of the new album next month. So thank you very much for listening, guys. You guys have been awesome. I have been Demonic Bishop. And this has been the Infernal Symphony Pestilence Podcast. So thank you very much, so much, guys, for listening. Um, it's been a challenge to create this episode this month because I have had a hell of a lot of um, interruptions at the time of recording. So I do apologise if it's been a bit choppy, but nevertheless, hope you enjoyed it. And um, stay tuned for next month's episode. We're going to be going into a massively big deep dive into the uh, album, the brand new album, Horrific Synthesis. I'm so excited for it to come out. So thank you so much, guys. Stay tuned and uh, obviously uh, tune in again next month. We're going to have an incredibly amazing time. So thanks so much, guys. Um, and uh, see you next month.